Welcome to the Mind Body Breakthroughs Podcast, where we bring you amazing guests on the cutting edge of science, health, and business each week to share strategies you can use to get the breakthrough that you are looking for in your life. I am your host, Chris Donahue, and with me is my co-host, Dr. Nevada Gray. We're so glad that you're joining us today, and we'd like to invite you to join our free private Facebook community, Mind Body Breakthroughs. The views expressed on the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast are the opinions of the hosts and guests and are not to be taken as medical advice, as the hosts and guests do not provide medical care. Information provided is for educational purposes only. You should consult your medical provider in relation to your personal health and prior to making any changes in your diet or fitness. The Mind Body Breakthrough online coaching program is a comprehensive and customizable guide for total body transformation. Its 150 pages will equip you with everything you need for a ketogenic lifestyle, from low-carb to zero-carb carnivore. The program contains a two-week carb cleanse, 30-day keto sample menu, 30-day sample workout guide, and much, much more. These are recipes you will love, exercises you can do, and strategies that you will enjoy making part of your life. From the person who wants to lose a few pounds on low-carb to the person using keto or carnivore to manage serious issues or optimize health and performance, this program has something for everyone. Sections include the carnivore allergy and autoimmune protocol, fasting, toxicity, and advanced strategies for sleep, stress management, cold thermogenesis, sauna, and more. Included with the program is lifetime access to the Mind Body Breakthroughs Coaching Group, where you'll have your questions answered, a support network to help you on your journey. Why pay for monthly memberships or coaching when you can have the best and most cutting-edge information and help at your fingertips anytime you want for as long as you want? Your adventure for a better, healthier life begins today. See the show notes for a discount link to the program and unlimited lifetime coaching. We are proud to partner with ButcherBox, now featuring their special keto bundle for a limited time. Sign up today to receive for free two pounds of wild-caught salmon, four pounds of pork butt, and a pack of their delicious bacon in your first box. All highest quality, 100% grass-fed, pasture-raised, organic, with no antibiotics or hormones ever. It's meat you can trust that your family will love. See the show notes to try yours today. Jay Campbell, welcome to the program. How are you doing today, brother? Hey, how's it going, man? Happy to be here. I'm doing well. Thank you. Yes, we're very excited to have you here today, Jay. Jay and I go way back. I was on Jay's podcast, the Primal Lifestyle podcast uh, with Blake. We had a great time over there. It's a great podcast, guys. Check that podcast out. And one of the things I definitely want to talk to you about today is you trained for your first marathon, uh, documented your whole journey on Instagram, which was truly inspiring. So Let's just start out for our listeners that do not know who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Sure. Well, uh, it's funny. So a lot of people will ask me about marathon training and and 
running a marathon. And I, I tell them, and I'll tell you guys the same thing. I am not a runner. I don't. I didn't know what I was doing. I, I was doing the best I could with um, the amount of time I was given to train for it. But um, I, I, my background is in strength and conditioning. I'm a strength and conditioning coach at a local martial arts gym called Staten Island Muay Thai. Uh, we train Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu uh, martial artists over there, as well as a personal trainer. So I specialize in functional fitness uh, and unconventional fitness, focusing on kettlebells, uh, steel mace, body weight, uh, w- a couple different odd tools like that that focus more on um, full body conditioning rather than um, you know your traditional chest day, leg day, back day, and and kind of the anti-bodybuilding. I'm focused more on head to toe, uh, getting the whole body to work as well oil the machine. That's that's what I'm most interested in. That's my background. Uh, running a marathon was um, uh, something that I, I wouldn't say it was a bucket list thing. It was more like um, I hated running uh, when I was when I was younger. I was the kid who would cut gym class and hide in the bathroom when we had to do our, our one mile run for the presidential fitness test, whatever. Uh, it was actually a problem. And there's three separate occasions where I cut gym class to hide because I didn't like running um, at this point in time, I'm six foot four, uh, 230 pounds. And when I was younger, I was probably about six foot four, you know, like 272. I was, I was a big boy. So I, I wasn't a fan of, um, of, of long distance running by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I, I think that I, I fell in love with this idea, this concept of doing things that are difficult. And, um, for me, it was, it was something that I wanted to I kind of signed up for spontaneously and I actually was denied access via the, uh, the, the lottery. Uh, there's a lottery system. If you apply for a marathon, you put in your credentials, uh, how, how long you expect to, uh, take running marathon and, um, you know, a whole bunch of other questions, uh, you know, name, address, height, weight, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I got, I got denied. Now, I, I was pretty. I was pretty upset about it. it. It had nothing to do with any of my qualifications or anything about me whatsoever. It was literally a lottery. I mean, I was just a number, and I happened not to be picked. Um, so I felt beat up about it. I felt like, um, you know, I felt like, uh, like I had lost something. Like they, like I took it personally, and I was a little bit beat up about it. Uh, a relative of mine, shout out uh, Aunt Helene, uh, texted me and reminded me of something I kind of knew already that there are other ways to qualify. Um, one being fundraising for a charity. Now, I give to charity, sure, but there, there's not a, a charity that really popped into my head saying, ah, you know, I really want to support A, B, C, or D. Plus, I wasn't a big fan of the idea of having to fundraise and, um, you know, kind of kind of do all that stuff. She reminded me of my grandmother who, who raised me and passed away um, uh, two years ago almost. She donated her entire life to St. Jude's uh, Research Hospital, um, gave you know, probably thousands of dollars over the years. And, um, you know, we, we, my whole family loves her, you know, we, we miss her every day and anything we could do to keep her, her memory alive, we, we jump right on. So she reminded me that I would be able to fundraise for that charity and I, I could gain acceptance that way. So, uh, at that point I couldn't say no, I, I ended up signing up for uh, St. Jude's heroes and, uh, I fundraised, um, 30, I was $3,600, 36 and change, slightly over my goal uh, to, to gain qualification for the marathon. So, um, yeah, the, the week of was when I hit my goal. So it was definitely a stressor. I'm like, oh, no, I don't know if I'm going to 
uh, pe- people were so great donating. I didn't do anything. It's not like I put together a raffle or did any, any you know, I was just asking like, hey, if you guys could donate, you know, I'd appreciate it. I could, I could get this running. And, um, you know, my friends and especially my family hooked it up and, uh, and I got in and training was, um, like I said, I didn't read any books. I didn't, um, I, I had friends who, who are endurance athletes, of course, and, and they gave me all sorts of great advice, but, um, I, I didn't have any formal, um, like, like if, if I was to run in front of a, a running coach, they'd be like, what are you do? What is that? That's not running. Like it's, it wasn't, it was never something that I did, uh, as as a discipline and certainly not for fun outside of when i got to martial arts you know a good martial artist has to get their road work in and and do some of that but outside um you know uh, a handful of five mile runs maybe in uh, a couple five k's i had never uh attempted to tackle that sort of distance so it was uh it was it was nerve-wracking because you know people are asking well well, can you do it i'm like i don't know (laughs) i hope but uh you know we we got it done through um you know, my, uh, what, what, I, what I did do to train, which was basically, um, you know, run two or three miles a day, six, seven days a week and with uh, one long run per week. And that's kind of how I, uh, how I decided to tackle it. So how did you progress through the training? How many weeks did you give yourself to train for this? Um, and what was kind of your nutrition approach? Did you change up your training or your nutrition approach as the race was approaching? I did. Well, uh, I, I don't know how many weeks out that I, I really started taking it seriously. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say about two months is when, so maybe eight weeks is when I really started saying, okay, like this is coming up. Um, I, I had a, a, a pretty, now I consider it, I wouldn't consider it a major injury, but um. Uh, I, I had, um, I threw out my back. I, I didn't know what it was until recently, but I was, I was deadlifting because I, I enjoy weightlifting too. Uh, I was doing some deadlifts and afterwards, and, and nothing crazy. I'm not talking like, you know, I'm not a power lifter by any stretch of the imagination. I wasn't deadlifting five, 600 pounds, maybe, you know, t- uh, 235 or something just, you know, for, for reps to strengthen my, um, you know, my lower body a little bit. Later on in the day, I felt sore, not, no, no sharp pain, no, um, not like, oh, uh, I threw on my back, nothing, nothing like that. Later on at night, I was coaching a couple of my guys and we were swinging kettlebells. It felt a little sore again. I'm like, okay, maybe I did. I chopped it up to maybe I did one lift incorrectly at some point. The next morning, um, horrible pain, shooting pains down both my legs. It, it felt like a stabbing. And I, I always feel like a drama queen when I'm saying this, but uh, I felt like there was a knife in, in the back of, of my spine. Like that's the best way I could describe it. Uh, needless to say, after that, no, no more lifting weights, just running. Um, by what I, what I did once I gave the weights was um, I would run, like I said, about three or four days a week. I, I had to cut it down because of the pain. I, I did increase the distance. I did a half marathon one Saturday. I went out and I did 13 miles. Uh, two weeks later, I did 15 miles. Two weeks later, I did 20 Two weeks later, I did 26.2 around Manhattan. So I kind of just built it up uh, the best I could. Nutrition-wise, um, I'm, I'm like you guys. I'm a carnivore, uh, hardcore uh, carnivore uh, enthusiast. But uh, I did experiment with some carb loading, and that really moved the needle for me. That was that was a big um, that, that was a big boost as far as um, improving my endurance and just, uh, just everything, you know, from um, clean carbs. Like I did uh, 
the, the night before my first half marathon, I did um, uh, sweet potatoes uh, with a whole bunch of raw honey, a little bit of butter, a bunch of salt. And the morning of, I did uh, white rice cooked in bone broth. So I used bone broth as, you know, instead of water. I cooked cooked and cooled some white rice. Um, supplements included, um, I, I used some MCT oil. I, I made like kind of like a, a bootleg bulletproof coffee MCT oil for um, ketones attempting to kind of uh, have multiple fuel sources. I used um, uh, essential amino acids and kratom I take for, for pain management. So with with that formula, I was able to finish in four hours and 55 minutes, which I'm almost 100% positive for the injury I could have got under four hours because I, I, uh, I eventually learned how to run. Although I, I will say, again, I'm not a runner. <laughs> well, that's really cool. And, and, you know, certainly to be commended, especially with some of the challenges that you had. Um, tell us about martial arts, uh, Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu has, that been something that you've done your whole life and, and what are, what have been some of your experiences with it? No, I definitely not something I've done my whole life. Um, I was a musician most of, uh, I guess my teenage years and adolescence, I was a guitar player. I played in band and, um, I, you know, started going out and, and experiencing bars and, and all sorts of things at a pretty young age. Uh, Zero interest in nutrition, zero interest in exercise, uh, kind of just, you know, played music, hung out with my friends, ate like crazy. So there was a point, uh, I would say maybe, maybe I was like 23, 24, where I started getting pretty heavy. And, uh, you know, I, I actually, I was with one of my bandmates at the time and uh, he was on the phone with his cousin and he, and he was asking about, uh, he goes, oh, I'm, I'm with Jay. And he's like, oh, who's that? He goes, oh, he's, he's a guitar player in my band. He goes, oh, the fat kid? I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, I'm fat. Shit. And uh, it was such a, you know, I laugh about it now. And at the time, I laughed. I think on the inside, I was hurting. But, um, yeah, you know, there's just there's this period where I was like, okay, like, I got to do something to uh, to make this stop happening. So I did what everyone does. I got a gym membership. And, you know, I, I would walk to the gym to walk on a treadmill type. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I would thought, uh, you know steady state cardio and uh you know a couple bicep curls and, and stuff like that um to make a really long story short i um i wanted to learn boxing uh curtis martin number 28 on the new york jets sorry nevada but we're, we're gonna go here real quick um he he was on a uh, sports center one day and uh he was talking about one of the analysts said um said to him you look like you could still get on the field and play you look like you're in such good shape. You look way younger than you are. What's your secret? And he said, boxing. So Curtis Martin, one of my favorite favorite athletes of all time, my favorite football player, he does boxing. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try out boxing. I went to I went to Google. I googled boxing gyms near me. UFC gym, a local UFC gym popped up. It's like, okay, cool. Like, let me I'll check this out. They had a free five day pass. I went on my first day. Uh, I did some boxing with uh, one of the coaches there, learned a couple things, did a conditioning class um, with one of my best fitness friends to this day, this girl, Gila. Uh, she um, she uh, hooked me up with some training and I died. <laughs> I was definitely, I was getting killed, uh, but I fell in love. You know, I fell in love with uh, the way I felt after, you know, no one really falls in love with how they feel while they're working out, but a lot of people um, fall in love with that feeling after, you know, the, whether it's the feeling of accomplishment or the adrenaline or whatever hormone is, is kicked up when you're, uh, you know, leaving a, 
a tough workout, I became hooked. So I continued at UFC gym. I, I learned um, some kickboxing and some martial arts under uh, my coach, uh, Freddie Mickelson. And um, I, I kind of outgrew the gym at some point. I outgrew the, uh, the kind of corporate style, um, you know, gym world where it was like they did a lot of promotions and you would get you know dozens of new people coming in who would come in for a free five-day pass and you'd never see them again and you had got you had a lot of kids coming in kind of wearing like the tap out gear coming to ufc gym be like yeah i want to be a fighter bro you know and it, it just wasn't um it i kind of fell out of love with the place but not fitness so i went to a local gym owned by coach Vinny scotto who's one of my closest friends to this day and uh he coaches uh traditional muay thai so a form of kick kickboxing that features clinch, elbows, knees. Some of your listeners might be, not be familiar. It's an awesome martial art. It's basically MMA without the grappling, without the, um, you know, all the wrestling stuff. It's it's the cleanest form of striking you could find. So I started training there, fell in love with that, and um, kind of missed the high intensity interval training that UFC gym had to offer. So. I decided to bring that there myself. I asked Vin, uh, uh, Coach Vinny, I said, um, you know, if I get certified by, uh, I, it was on it is, is where I went, total human optimization. They were doing a, a fundamental fitness class in in Manhattan at a CrossFit gym. So I, I asked his permission. I said, can I go do this thing? And can I have a shot at coaching here, at strength and conditioning? He said, uh, absolutely. Uh, again, long story short, because that was a, a pretty long conversation because we needed equipment and whatnot. But uh yeah, you know, he, he took a he took a shot and uh, gave me an opportunity to to do that. We saw a, a pretty moderate success at first, but it, it's grown over the years, and um, that's been, you know, a passion of mine. Training uh, Muay Thai and and really coaching is like that's that's one of my favorite things to do. You know, taking these fighters and giving them that that extra gear, and and you know, we have some killers at the gym, man. Um, you know, my boy Julian, uh, we got this kid Abel, and, and they're just, they're, they're killers. And, uh, you know, just being able to help them maybe get to the next level just a little bit and be part of that community is, is really now what's keeping me into, uh, into fitness as much as, as much as I am. So it's, it's evolved, you know, it's been, uh, it's, it's definitely been an evolution from A to B to C to D and it's, it's cool. Yes. And one of the things I love about your story is definitely during the journey, it's like you just fall in love with the process of yeah. in reinventing yourself and through your own journey, becoming certified in a passion. What are some of the things that or lessons you've learned in fitness that you'd like to share with our listeners that may just be starting or uh, people that have been training for a while and are looking to get certified to be able to make an impact in their community and in their gyms and helping train um, others to accomplish their goals. Sure. Well, I, I would say number one, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. I'll tell you straight up that I don't make any money doing it. Uh, when I personal train, I do, but, um, basically my, I, I do Tuesdays for an hour, Fridays for an hour, and then I'll do personal training on my own time, which of course I, you know, I get compensated for, but, um, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. I would say, of course, like, you know, people need to, you need to earn a living, but I would say there's nothing wrong with, with having, you know, whether it's a nine to five or whatever you want to call it, there's nothing wrong with having, um, a, a job separate from your passion. If your passion can be your job. Awesome. That's, that's the dream. I mean, that's, that's the dream, right? That's what we like. We, the three of us all want to be podcasting for a living. That's, that would be amazing. Right. 
but uh, just understand that there's nothing wrong with with um, doing something you love um, when you have time to do it. Uh, that that would be, that would be my advice because again, like I do know a lot of people who you know I'm 30 years old, so a lot of my friends happen to be around 30 years old, and uh, you know a lot of them have their have their day jobs. Some of them have wives, kids, and uh, you know, you see a lot of these these influencers like these Joe Rogans and these, um, you know, these really well-known guys like who will tell you, you know, quit your job and, and uh, go start a business, do something you love. Absolutely. If, if you're if you have that that singular goal and that's that that mindset to go out and chase and go do it, do it. But if if you're a little bit nervous, don't be go, do it. Do it on your own time. Do it for fun. Do it as something you love. Uh, that would be advice I would give. And as far as a lesson that I've learned in fitness and you hear this all the time and um there's nothing more uh more more true than uh it's a marathon not a sprint and again that's like a that's you hear that so much and it's such an overused term but until you really go through it you don't understand it so when i got into into fitness at first i went from 250 pounds to 205 pounds in like a month like i i went as hard as as, as you can go i was in twice a day and um you know, not not really sleeping because I would wake up before work and go at, at six in the morning till seven thirty. Go after work at six thirty to nine o'clock, and you know I was just all in. And um, you'll see results quickly. But I will tell you, I promise you, if you, if you go like that, if you try to lose forty five pounds in a month, it's not staying off. That will never. You, there's no such thing as uh, as in my opinion. Maybe, maybe you guys feel differently, but um, I, I know I certainly would um, would tell people because uh, you know. It, I was stepping on the scale every day, like looking like, did I lose another pound? Did I lose another pound? And and I did, but that's not, that's not maintainable. If, if I would have continued losing weight, I'd be negative 400 pounds right now. So it's not, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not, uh, it's, that would be my advice to people if I had to give them any, but they, they hear it all the time until you live it. You really don't, you know? Yeah, no, that's, yes, that's and I think that... go ahead, Nevada. Yes. No, I was just going to say, I, I really appreciate your answer to that because a lot of people um, that are influencers on social media measure their success by, you know, how whether they're monetizing that or how many likes they have. And I love your definition of success, that it's perfectly fine to have a day job and that you enjoy and pursue your passion. And it's how you define what your success is. And success yeah. doesn't always have to you know, come with social media fame and, and all of that stuff, uh, with that. And I think that that's an important point because I think so many people, uh, judge their value or their worth or their contribution, uh, based on that. So I love that you said that. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with chasing it. You know, I follow Gary V on Instagram and he makes me want to run through a wall. He makes me want to quit my job tomorrow, you know, and, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. If, if you can, if you can do it and that's, you know, you have a product or an idea and, and you're positive that you can take it in your fist and punch through a wall with it, then, you know, that's, that's great. For me, it was, you know, I, I have to live a little bit more conservatively because my goals, you know, I, I would like to be a dad someday soon. You know, I'm getting married in February. Um, and that's, you know, that happens to be where, you know, my mindset is. And I think a lot of people could share that, but that, it, that does not mean in my free time, I'm not doing something I love at all times. Right, right. No, that's, that's excellent advice. Uh, one of the things that you talked about earlier was bodyweight exercise. We've, uh, Nevada and I kind of have a passion to 
make health and nutrition and exercise something very functional, something that people can do in their daily life. And um, I wondered if you can speak to the benefits and kind of some of the strategies that you would recommend around functional exercise, body weight exercise, making the world your gym. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's kind of perfect because right now uh, I'm a little bit beat up and uh, I've been doing mostly body weight exercises. Uh, I, I would say two things. A, uh, be realistic with yourself. You know, that maybe if you haven't done a push up your entire life, maybe you're not going to do 100 push ups today. But set, set goals. So set goals and go after them. So, for example, um, I'll set a timer and I'll do 100 push ups, 100 body weight squats, and the heck else did I do? And 100 sit ups. You set a timer. Say that takes me 13 minutes. The next time I'll try to get in 12 minutes, something like that. You, you can set little goals for yourself to, to attack. Uh, if you do a bunch of push-ups and you could do three today, wake up and do four tomorrow. Bodyweight exercises is, can be really helpful for, for like, like you said, making the world your gym. Um, as far as importance, is, is it important? I would say working with your body is, is you know, if you can't lift your own body and manipulate your own body to, to work out, then maybe, you know, throwing bench presses and, and going for long distance runs maybe isn't the best thing right away. Uh, body weight important is, uh, body weight exercise is important. It's, uh, it's, it's a great way to kind of determine where you're at, you know, how long you could hold a plank. Maybe it's for a minute. Uh, tomorrow you go for 90 seconds. Uh, it's, it's, uh, set goals for yourself, would be my advice, if that's, um, if that's something you're into and, and be, be realistic and be honest with yourself and, and really just do it. I mean, that's, that's, uh, like if I would say if you were if your question was what would you say to somebody who wants to be going to a gym or starting martial arts starting a program just get there body weight's a little different just do it you know just just set that timer throw some push ups down work up a little bit of a sweat and reward yourself after throw throw a six steak in the on the stove and and when you're when you're done grill it up or whatever it might be um, but be honest with yourself and and set goals that would be the best answer I have for that. Yes, and I have uh, a question for you. So now that you're 30 years old, what would be your number one piece of advice for those of our listeners that are in their 20s right now? Uh, reflecting on that decade now that everyone's doing that decade challenge, what would, oh, yeah. be, what would be your number one lesson that you learned from your decade in your 20s? Wow, that's in, in life, not, not pertaining to fitness? It can be anything. A lesson that I learned. All right, sure. Um, well, I would say if, if there's anything I learned, um, stay. I, everyone has different family situations, but for me personally, it's been um, spend time with family. Um, spend as much time as possible because when you're when you're 20 and you're approaching 30, uh, your parents might be 50 and approaching 60. And, or they might be 70 approaching it, wherever it might be. You know, your grandparents might be 80 approaching 90. And uh, every day is a gift. Spend as much time with those people as possible because you only get one of them, whoever they might be. Um, you know, I lost my grandmother a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, I, I, I lived with her most of my life. And I still have regrets for the times that I, I, I didn't show up to the hospital to go spend time with her or... Uh, I, I wasn't there when she, you know, maybe needed something. And, you know, of course I was more often than not, but, uh, 
you know, that, that uh, sticks out as something uh, that, that was important because when I was running the marathon and I needed $3,500 to, to fundraise for St. Jude's, those are the people who, who helped me out. Those are the people that made the, by far the most donations, asked their friends, asked other family. And, um, you know, I, I, I love them so much and I wish that, uh, you know, in my twenties, I'd, I'd spent a little bit more time with them. Everything else is, you know, whatever. Everything else is, you know, fun. Have, have fun in your twenties. That that's another lesson. Actually have fun. Don't, don't stress in your twenties. Don't stress when you're 30 either, but you know, in, enjoy You're you're only in your twenties once. And I, 20, 21 to 29 was some of the best years of my life. So enjoy it. If, uh, and if health is a goal of yours, chase it, but make, make sure you're having fun too. Don't, don't take it too seriously. <laughs> yeah, awesome advice. Jay, Thank so you. all these years in, in the fitness industry, seeing different aspects of it, what would you say are like some of the biggest uh, mistakes and misunderstandings that you see? In the fitness industry? Um, well, I, I think a lot, of, a lot of influencers and a lot of people online are very dogmatic you know, they're very, um, this is the way, you know, you had like, um, you know, when I first got into the ketogenic kind of atmospheres, because I read the Bulletproof Diet, and I was reading this guy, Dave Asprey, tell me I, I need to work out 10 minutes a month, and I would have six pack abs, like, what, <laughs> you know, like, I, I would say, um, uh, do, do your research, you know, like, 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 take, take uh, different ideas from different people, apply them. Don't, um, don't focus all of your uh, trust and fitness on one source, have multiple sources, have multiple influencers, you know, go to somebody who does martial arts, go to somebody who's a power lifter, go to somebody who does yoga, go to somebody and, and try to have, have a broad spectrum because you can learn a lot from a lot of people. Don't be dogmatic. Um, a lot of people are, maybe myself included with certain things like, um, with martial arts, certainly. And, and I do have, uh, times where I'm, you know, really into one thing or the other, but, uh, you know, be well-rounded, move around, um, don't, don't take what one person says is gospel because you'll have one person, for example, telling you, uh, you know, giving you the game changers attitude and telling you, you know, uh, plants will, will give you an optimal lifestyle. You should be vegan. You should ditch the animal products and you'll have, you know, maybe you guys or Dr. Sean Baker or so Dr. Paul Saladino telling you like, you no, know, like th this is the way we're supposed to eat. This is the way we're programmed to eat and, and ha have multiple, have multiple resources and do what, do what feels good. Don't, don't zone on zone in too much on, on one idea or one person. Be well-rounded. Yes, and that's great advice. I, I love that. Uh, definitely do your research and figure out what works for you and how it works. So yeah. one of the things I want to talk about is you're dealing with an injury right now. What are some of the strategies that you're using uh, to work through that injury? And in hindsight, what advice would you have for people? Well, it, the injury I have is um, um, between my L4 and L5 uh, vertebrae. There's a joint called the S1 joint. Um, you, you're nodding your head. You know, you know what I'm talking about. You, I know you, exactly. You dealt with something. I, I you feel your pain. I feel yeah. your pain. Yeah. So um, I haven't had X-rays or MRIs done, but uh, symptomatically, it's looking like it's likely a herniated disc based on uh, the manipulation that one chiropractor has been doing that's that's uh, given me pretty, pretty not severe, but noticeable uh, shooting pains through both of my legs, uh, through going to him a couple of times and getting some manipulation done and getting some of the pressure off, it's helped. But for me personally, doing the stretches every day 
uh, in the morning and night to open that up. So just kind of like a, you know, if, if, if this was going on YouTube, I would get up and show you. Um, but um, it's, you know, like holding my knees to my chest and trying to get pressure off off that lower back is, is certainly helping a lot. I would I, I can't stress enough um, active recovery. Um, it's it's funny because so I, I drive a truck for a living more, more often than not. I'm, I'm sitting down most of the day. And, uh, you know, the two things I shouldn't be doing sitting for long periods of time and um, intense exercise was like the two things that like make make up my day. So, um, yeah, just just trying to walk plenty, uh, keep the blood flowing. Uh, listen to uh, your doctor if you have one. Um, I'm not too familiar. I, I was pretty against going to a chiropractor, but after three months of, you know, intense shooting pains, I'm like, I, I have to do something. Um, cupping is bullshit. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that. I, I got cupping done, and I, I besides making me look like a, like a, a polka dots all over, it, it didn't do anything. Um, might work for some people. Pardon my French, but uh, it didn't work for me. Um, yeah, you know, take it easy if, if you're used to hard exercise intense exercise take it easy don't go crazy um what about you what, what so i i know i know your story nevada um but um what would you maybe recommend because you said maybe you could help me out with uh relieving some of this uh now, now that you know a little bit more about it yes i would actually for back pain and chris and i are going to do an episode on how to fix your back oh i can't wait one of the things that i would recommend is google dr Stuart mcgill he okay. is the leading expert on back health, and he has three main exercises that you can do daily. And what you want to do is essentially correct muscle imbalances that led to the injury. Uh, so one of the suggestions that I would recommend is actually foam rolling the overworked muscles and stretching the underworked muscles. And What's his name again? Dr. Stuart McGill. So everyone that's listening, Dr. Stuart McGill, he wrote an amazing book. It's called Back Mechanic, and it's written for the layperson, and it is your protocol to how to fix your back. He explains the mechanics of the back and malnourished movement that can actually lead to annular tears, which is the annulus that holds the disc in place, uh, which is extremely painful. He talks about SI joint dysfunction, um, different types of movements that can lead to different types of herniations. And you may not even realize that you're engaging in this. The other thing that can cause back pain, which a lot of people don't realize, is hip upslip. So sometimes the hip can upslip and that can uh, twist and cause pain in the SI joint in some people. And you definitely notice it more when you're sitting. Uh, that's that's a sign of that. And that can easily be corrected through physical therapy or, or chiropractic work uh, where you start to just correct those muscle imbalances and create that muscle fusion. Doing uh, core work and glute activation yes. is huge in stabilizing that lumbar spine. But a disc that's bulging or that has herniated, it can be um, re repaired through a, re a proper rehabilitation center. The other thing that's extremely important is sleep, and that's restorative sleep, um, because the spine is going to heal itself during the night because diffusion occurs. So the discs have actually do not have blood supply. So it's important to keep yourself hydrated and be feeding yourself the raw material to repair uh, the disc and the annulus because it's through the diffusion process that those raw materials are going to get to the spine during the restorative sleep. So those are some really, really important 
things yeah. to take into consideration when you when you're rehabbing your back. Um, so foam rolling those overworked muscles and um, strengthening the under underworked muscles that are leading to that imbalance uh, that cause the herniation and also just correcting your posture. A lot of people are not aware of their posture until they have back pain that's shooting down their legs and compressing one of the nerve roots, which is extremely painful. Um, and then, of course, there's the worst case scenario, which is the quadra equina syndrome, if your disc happens to herniate centrally and crush the, the quadra equina, that's an emergency situation. Yeah. Um, but it is possible to, to rehab your back. It, and I, I'm not going to lie, it's going to suck in the beginning. But it's something if you just keep at it, it, it will get better over time. Um, so that book is Back Mechanic, and it's Dr. Stuart McGill, and he has a YouTube channel, and he is the absolute best if you have a back problem. My other second resource is Sean Stevenson. He has a podcast called The Model Health Show, and he yeah. put his uh, degenerative disc and spine disease in remission, and he wrote a book called Sleep Smarter. And he has yeah. a higher sleep protocol and how he fixed his back in that book. So I highly, highly recommend those two resources for people with that, back issues. Yeah, that'd be great. Cool. Yeah, I, uh, Sean Stevenson, I'm a big fan of. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't get his books. I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm, I sleep like a princess. My, my sleep's usually pretty on point. I, I take my sleep pretty seriously. And I got one of these things. I, I you'll know what it is as soon as I turn it on. I got one of these uh, Juve lights. Now, yes, I was told. I was told that uh, putting this on my back might help. So I went out and got one. Um, yes. Any experience with that? Yes. We actually just had uh, Jason Souza from Solius Light. Uh, he just came on and talked about his red light panels. And I've been using uh, the Solius Light red light panel on my back. Stand about six inches away and just start put, putting it on an, an area. Um, start for a few minutes all the way up to 15 minutes a day. Um, you don't want to wear clothes. Um, it's better just to have the skin exposed. And I've noticed that it's helped tremendously with the stiffness um, in my SI joint and my lumbar spine. I've been oh, using it. Yeah. I, yes, I've been using it for about two months. I use it every day. And I also noticed it, it boosts my mood because you're in New England. So I don't know if the sun has been shining in, in Staten Island, but it's very rare in Massachusetts these days. Um. I, I, I love it first thing in the morning. So I, I have yeah. two lights. I have um, this this guy that um, it's called a Verilux. It's called a happy light. And it's mm -hmm. uh, the idea is that simulates uh, sunshine, supposedly. And I have my red light. Uh, I, I, got, I have a Juve. I got the Juve Mini. It's, it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I use A and B first thing in the morning. And um, I'll do I'll, I'll let it kind of shine on me while I do my stretch routine. I hit a cold shower, a million bucks. Um, minus the pinching in my back, but I, it's, it seems to, I don't know if it's placebo, but it seems to maybe be helpful a little bit. Yes. The yeah. other thing, the other thing is mindset. So keep visualizing yeah. uh, your back. That's my third resource is Dr. Joe Dispenza who recovered from a very traumatic spine injury. He documented that in his book, you are the placebo. And he gave his strategic protocol, uh, of manifesting and, turning on your healing genes through epigenetics in his book, Becoming Supernatural. So those, that's my third resource that I would recommend in the healing process. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I wrote them all down. We'll, uh, 
We'll see. It's uh, it it hasn't gotten worse, so that's 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 good. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm looking forward to our back episode too. Just as a as a, a massage therapist and a cranial sacral therapist, I would add just uh, you know inversion tables, wobble boards, uh, rebounding. I've had a lot of success, believe it or not, with uh, just a simple rebounder. People getting just that that motion of opening the discs, bringing good nutrition to the discs. And then a lot of people from a chiropractic perspective, they don't realize how much a head forward posture affects the lower lumbar and sacral spine. So even something as simple as just dangling your neck off the back of your bed at night for 10, 15 minutes and getting that lengthening and that straightening of the cervical spine makes a big difference for the lower spine as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to us sharing all of those things. So Jay, what's, uh, what does the future hold for you? What are you excited about? What are you, what are you, what are you doing here? Oh, what's next? Um, I, you know, it's, it, I stopped training martial arts when I got hurt. And when I was focusing on the marathon, I went back to it last week before I hit my first chiropractic appointment where he told me I was nuts for doing that at, at the moment. I should kind of pick something a little bit less active to, um, you know, to what, well, while I'm in this pain. Um, but some, something having to do with that, man, that's, I think that's where my original, uh, love for fitness is. I think it always will be. Um, I love, I love lifting weights. I love running. I love coaching. Um, you know, I, I don't know, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting all sorts of, of, um, cravings to do certain things, maybe, maybe Spartan races, maybe, uh, maybe an Ironman, maybe another marathon. Maybe I come up to Boston, do a Boston marathon. Um, I, I really don't know. Right now, my focus is, is getting this back feeling better and, um, you know, getting back into uh, uh, getting back to the fight game a little bit and hanging out with my guys over there. Yes. If you do Boston, we have to do it together. That would be great. Yes. That would be great. Absolutely. Yes. Well, it was a pleasure to have you on our podcast today, Jay. Could you tell our listeners where everyone can find you um, and also Blake and your wonderful podcast? Yeah, the pleasure was all mine. Um, you can find us at the Primal Lifestyle Podcast. We're on um, Apple Podcasts or, or iTunes, whatever it's called, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you enjoy podcasts, you can find us there. My Instagram handle is jcampbellfitness. Uh, our our uh, podcast Instagram is Primal Primal Lifestyle Media. I'm sorry, yeah, I, I can't even remember my own my it, own stuff. It's, it's Primal, <laughs> Primal Lifestyle Media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's that's our uh, our Instagram. You can find some cool stuff there. Our website, my personal blog, is PrimalJedi.com. Uh, I I put out articles and uh, share stuff and do some writing over there. You can check out. Otherwise, um, yeah, you know, hit me up on Instagram if if you have any questions about running a marathon, anything about martial arts, and uh. My boy Blake is he's he uh, co-hosts the Primal Lifestyle podcast with me. You can find him at Blake AP on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you so so much, Jay. We look forward to having you back on here in the future and keeping up with you and uh, yeah. keep on doing what you're doing. It's good stuff. Yeah, I, I can't wait. Thank you guys again. The pleasure is mine. Proud affiliate of Redmond Real Salt, the best tasting and most mineral rich salt on the market without the microplastics and other issues of conventional salts. See the show notes for 15% off your order. 
Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today, Mind Body Breakthrough. Chris and I truly appreciate each and every one of you. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend and to join us in our free Mind Body Breakthrough Facebook community where you can start peeling away the layers of everything that's not you so you can be you.